I'm Tyler Smith. And I'm Jenny Smith. And this is Worth Playing For, the Survivor podcast. So sorry, everybody, that we're about a day and a half late. Um, this is something that I guess is just going to be the case with uh, finale episodes because they're three hours long. And then by the time they're done, uh, it's a little bit too late to record. And then as it happens or yesterday, we're in it was shock just... and pissed. Yeah, and it we could need be that. time to digest. Yeah, it could be that. And I'm actually happy that we did have that time. Uh, I am too. Because it gives me moments to reflect back on the uh, on the episode <clears throat> and then on the season in general. Um, I will. I did put a call out for questions. We got one, and it is the question. It is uh, the question that uh, a person will always ask with a finale like this. And let me make sure that I've got uh, got this right. Okay. So on Twitter, Philip Lopez uh, basically asked, does the finale and reunion impact the way we look at the whole season retroactively? And I know that for me, yes. Because in the same way that so many people on various blogs, they will list like the best survivor seasons, you know, oh, they'll rank them. And number one for the vast majority of people is Heroes versus Villains, which is a great season up until the last episode. Um, because, and I know that Sandra has her defenders and her, her anyone but me mentality is definitely, it is a strategy, but there's the way, there's the way that she does it as opposed to somebody like Suri that bothers me tremendously. To totally side note to, to this season, Heroes Villains, that is a legit strategy, anybody yeah. but me, but that wasn't her strategy. Her strategy was to get Russell out yes. and he, she failed and literally in final tribal, she is making her argument for that strategy and he yeah. sits there and is like, but I'm here, dummy. So you failed. And you know what? Like, so no, she is not she a has, legit winner. She has uh, changed her story to say that like it was too constantly promised to vote Russell out because she recognized how many people hated him and it just said like hey I'm with you let's get him out and it's like okay that's more legit but that's not what she said right at the last tribal but yeah and so I have a hard time saying how much I love heroes and villains even though that is a great season for a long time do you go back and watch that season I watch it until the last episode would you go back and rewatch the season I might I I might, and, and you know what? I would watch it until uh, the votes are read because it's a great final tribal. You've got a fire making challenge. You've got tons of stuff in this last episode. I would watch it up until the final tribal. I, I cannot handle Scott and Jason anymore. Their petulance ruins this season a little bit for me. Yes. Let's talk about that. Let's okay. let's jump into that. Okay. So um, along with watching the last episode, we watched the last uh, Ponderosa as well, which was uh, Sydney's Ponderosa. And uh, Scott, Jason, and Julia uh, all ignored her, all just gave her the cold shoulder. They don't because, greet her. They don't yeah. eat with her. They don't speak to her. They don't acknowledge her. And she herself says, you know what? individually all of these people are okay somehow you get them into a group and it and they just they they become much worse which i definitely agree with and so that makes them that, not okay individually in my sure book, sure because when i was friends with people like this in junior high mm -hmm. let's just clarify haven't been friends with people like that since but if you hung out with one of them individually, sure, they appeared to be fine, but they would run back to their posse right. and then make fun of you all day long and vice versa. Yeah. They're not okay indiv individually. I don't like any of them. Yeah, it's, it's very frustrating when you realize that they had a vote, you know, that these uh, idiots had votes towards who would win. And I think that, you know, Julia was always going to vote for Michelle. They were friends. Like, that's understandable. Sure. But you would think, you would think that Scott and Jason, and, and okay, so I guess, sorry, I'll go, I'll go back a little bit. Michelle did not play a bad game, and nor did she play an invisible game. She did stuff. Good for her. Were it her and Ty sitting at the end, 
I could see her winning because he really screwed some people over. She really didn't. She had a good social game. That's fine. But she's also there next to Aubrey. And to me, that's a nine to zero win. I know. For Aubrey. And so much less, uh, you know, certainly not a a loss at all. And so that's the thing. And so you had, you had Scott and Jason who could have probably swung things another way. Um, You had them being totally on board with Michelle and just the way that Scott summed up Mm -hmm. Michelle's game. And he said, you know, as, as the game went on, these two got weaker and you got stronger. I hear that, and my thought is, how did Aubrey get weaker? Yeah. The later in the game, the more her number one ally got medevaced, and she survived those things, and she had no shields, and she survived that, and she was strategic throughout the whole thing, and everyone knew it, and they didn't vote her out. So she masterminded everyone and played a really amazing game. So how did... How did she get weaker? Not to mention in the last episode, and I know they're not thinking purely in terms of episodes, but in the home stretch, she won a reward challenge. So it's not the same as immunity, but she won a challenge. And then she beat somebody in a fire making challenge, which, as she said, is like the most survivor thing you can do. And, you know, and it would be one thing if she was not able to articulate any of this, Mm -hmm. but she had a really great uh, final tribal. Now, admittedly, Michelle did as well. There's a moment during Final Tribal, and I don't remember which jury member addresses them, but they address Ty, and they address Aubrey, and Michelle gives a, a notable look on camera of like, oh, well, I guess I'm not getting a question here. Yeah, which and usually means... That is telling. You are not worth a question. You are not worth it to talk to. And clearly... How did that not end up in her not winning? And clearly... If that's the case, when you see the final result, people were leaning towards her, thought they would ask, you know, Aubrey and Ty a question to see if they could swing her. Michelle. Okay. And then it's like, well, let me talk to these other two and see if they can sway me their way. Oh, they didn't. Okay. Or it means they're leaning towards Aubrey and then asked her a bunch of questions and didn't like that. Which I can't possibly imagine. She gave very, very good, humble any of answers. This happening. I'm yeah. so upset. Yeah, it's very frustrating. Um, so all of this to answer <laughs> Philip's question, and and we've been bouncing around. We'll get back to Jason and Scott in a moment. But like, yes, this is something that puts it. it I'll say it taints the season. It does because if if five seasons from now you say, oh, season thirty two. And of course, I will be like, which one? And you yeah. will say the medevac one or Michelle one. Yeah. If you say the Michelle one, I'll be like, ugh. Yeah. It it's that will be my reaction every time. And it is a and again, it is a bummer because if she was sitting there at the end with almost anybody else from the season, I I could say like, yeah, I'm I'm rooting for her. But she's she was next to. If she's sitting there next to Jason, I'm rooting for her. Absolutely. But what he may have done in the last five episodes sure. could have been a great game on top of... Well, and the argument that you're making is that the last few episodes count, and Michelle had a very good last few episodes. Touche. So, also, I just got done saying I don't like him no matter what. So sure. obviously, if I thought he was a better winner, maybe I'd do a teeny bit. But just like, this is not... And a situation where it's a completely boring, invisible game and people just hate the other two so much. She played a perfectly fine game. She just happened to be sitting with the net. She sit, sit, uh, sat next to the best player of the season. Yeah. I don't understand how this happens. You know, I just. Petulance. Except that Scott and Jason either on the jury or Mm -hmm. just, or when Scott got up there, you know, there is something very viscerally uh, powerful about the fact that Scott is just literally standing there applauding for Michelle. Like it just, even though Scott's a total tool and who cares, there's just something. And he had the last word, I believe. Mm -hmm. And that the person who has the last word, if they're, if they're stumping for someone, it could be Eric in Russell's season. It could be, uh, Spencer in Tony's season, which admittedly, Tony was going to win anyway, but Spencer was, I think, the last one to talk, and he just 
totally blasted Wu. And while Tony was probably going to win anyway, it's entirely possible Wu might have lost one or two votes because of Spencer's last speech there. I think there's something to be said, too, for the fact that this tribal council started the day before. And the jury had an entire day to persuade each other. I don't think it happened with a clap clap from Scott at the very end. I think that was his... um, Encore to a 24 hours worth of work on he and Jason's part. And when it comes right down to it, it was only seven. There were only seven people in the jury and three of them were going Michelle. Two of them were definitely going Aubrey. And so then it's just Nick and Sydney, Nick and Sydney. Right. And I could see Sydney going one way or another. And then Nick was on beauty with, Fundamentally, that's what bothers me. There should not be just, oh, of course, three for Michelle. No. Yeah, I don't know why Jason and uh, Julia, obviously, but like Jason and Scott. I don't think that should be obvious either because she played with Aubrey too. Yeah, but I think Julia is the type that would say like, well, Michelle voted me out, you know, and I was Julia is the type that got brainwashed by Scott and Jason. Well, there's that too. Because she didn't have beef with Sydney either. And yet she did not speak to her on Ponderosa. Yeah, that's true. Brainwashed. I'm telling you, there is the power of the high school girl is strong. And when that comes in the form of a seven foot, like mammoth, like Scott. Yeah. That's really intimidating. And Jason, who's a fairly charismatic, energetic kind of guy. You get the two of them together. And I was talking to someone about this and I was like, I think that, that, but we've talked about Scott's career being a bounty hunter is not something a lot of people know a lot about including us but i think there is something to both of their careers where they have seen very positive effects from being dicks yeah there is no reason to be nice in life for them they get what they want out of being manipulative jackasses yeah that is what jason has talked about doing on purpose For his job. Yeah. So there's just no way that these people are ever going to act any other way. And it resulted in the wrong winner. Michelle is great. But Michelle who? Yeah. It it will be one of those things that in the end, people will think this will. And it is a bummer for Michelle. But in the end, people are going to think of this as, oh, this is the season that Aubrey lost and shouldn't have. Yeah, which is so sad because Michelle seems so nice and so amazing. And I would totally be friends with her. This is nothing against her. Yeah. This is just getting it really, really wrong. I find myself wondering if she herself was surprised. I don't know. I just gave good answers. I mean, I guess a million dollars will like soothe your soul a little bit. But I mean, the Internet is upset. Yeah, but there there are defenders. There are people who will say like, "Hey, if you make it to the end and you deserve to, and you win, you kind of deserve to for one reason or another." Uh, even if that, and often the people who say that are people who are like, "Hey, it's not it, it's not my choice." But when you're out there, like Stephen Fishback was, uh, sort of. Not, I mean, obviously, I, he prefers Aubrey as we all do, but said like Michelle played a good game. It's not a winner by default. It's not like process of elimination. She played a perfectly good game. I get that. So, and and I and we keep going back and forth saying this. So the question then is this because a few people have have put this out there. Now that we see who the winner is, is it safe to say that Jason and Scott ruined the season? Yes. Okay. Like while Overall. they were while they were on, they screwed things up, yep. you know. In Ponderosa they screwed things up. What if everyone had been sequestered individually yeah what would have happened which you know it's i I like that they aren't because part of the idea of being on a jury is that you are talking to one another that you are reasoning things out with the other person or not i guess so even with a real jury and they're sequestered that just means they're sequestered from the media yeah when the time comes to make their decision they still talk talk with each other um, you know, yeah. and that's, and the fact that they're going to be talking with one another is but, part of the social game. Okay. But the difference here is that this is not a jury of strangers. True. 
deciding some anonymous person's case. These people have been personally wronged. Yeah. So their personal wrong can affect others. Well, it goes down to, I believe I saw shortly after the decision, I saw Russell on Twitter making once again uh, the argument that uh, America needs a percentage of the vote because... You know, uh, which I don't agree with at all. I get that it, this is 100% wrong, but this also is not American Idol. It's really boring. I could see it'd be interesting if there was a 25% thing. No, I wouldn't care. I care. And now. that wouldn't have been enough for Aubrey to win. If 100% of that 25% went Aubrey. That's true. It still wouldn't have mattered. I, I'm I'm trying to think like perhaps it would be a situation. I mean, this is never going to happen, but still, it's fun to talk about it. Um, if like you had people call in or or vote via text, and whoever got the majority of the votes, all that counts for one more vote. Aubrey still wouldn't have won, but I feel like that's how you do it, where America doesn't get a crazy percentage. Say it again. So America. Votes. Votes. And all of that. And so it's like, okay, let's say 75% of the people voted and that go and they voted for Aubrey. Okay, so she's got the majority of America's votes. So they get one more they vote. They get one vote. That'd be cool. That'd be kind of neat. I think that's the way to do it. I'm just a big fan of the Sprint 50 grand, man. And where did that go? Well, it was 100. Oh, it was? Yeah. Yeah, that needs to happen. I'd feel better if Aubrey got 200,000. Instead of 100. Like if she had gotten the sprint thing, then she would have gotten 200. Why would she have gotten 200? She gets paid $100,000. Oh, right. Yes, yes. And then she would have gotten the sprint $100,000. And I can definitely understand why Russell would make the, ar- make the argument because he won the sprint things two, sprint thing two seasons in a row when not winning. Um, but yeah, so... <laughs> big sprint bash, by the way. Holy crap. When Sia comes up and says, yeah... This big corporate sponsor is no more, so I'm personally gonna. I wonder why they stopped that. doing that. How many people are really switching to Sprint while watching Survivor? It was probably an advertising idea that did yeah. not pay out. Well, it's uh, I'm always I'm fascinated by any kind of sponsorship. Uh, Any there are times I'll see a commercial for it's often a local commercial. Um, for some, for just a business, it's got one location in Los Angeles, and I just think like, yeah, that this is so no specialty. Sense. I can't imagine this paying off. You're paying for airtime in Los Angeles. That's crazy. That is crazy. But I mean, obviously, Sprint is national. But I yeah. mean, they used to do a car giveaway every season for a while there. Well, that ended when uh, Yao Man leveraged that into the actual game. How did he do that? I forget. He told Dreams. Okay. Um. He said, "Hey." I will give you this car if the next time you win immunity, you give it to me. Because they were in like the, la- the final five or six, I think. Right. And so Dreams is like, oh my gosh, what do I do? And so he said, okay, you've got a deal. And uh, then Dreams did not give him Im- immunity, but yeah, man, still gave him the car. So. How is that a bad thing for the car? Just that um, it winds up... I think people saw it as, I think that probably the producers saw it as, okay, this was never what this was intended to be. That, and then there, there got to be, to be like, I don't really care about your car. Yeah. It's like, I, I, there's a million dollars on the line. I can use this. Um, players eventually realized that you can use everything in Survivor for leverage. Mm-hmm. Um, and also there is that idea of the car curse and the, the idea that the person yeah. who wins the car never wins the season. Um, which I think is kind of funny, but uh, anyway, so uh, so to go back just kind of over the episode, and it's tough. I don't want to talk about the whole episode because who cares? Who cares? I don't care at all. Like, Aubrey won a fire-making challenge. Who cares? She lost anyway. This is where I think it's interesting. If we go step-by-step step along the way, we don't have to rehash it all, but if when Ty cast his two votes to Michelle... Yeah. If Aubrey had also voted for Michelle... Yeah. And they had gotten Jason to vote for Michelle. Yeah. And gotten her out then. Would Aubrey have won? Uh, y- yes. Okay. I mean, it depends on who she's sitting there with. Totally. If my guess there is with she- Jason. No. Maybe. Maybe. Probably still maybe. 
um, if she's there with Jason and Ty or maybe, you know, yeah. Sydney, it's hard to know. You know, that's the, that's the thing is people talk about like, well, what if this person was on the jury and this person wasn't? And it's just like, be, then you have no idea what the jury is saying to Jeff one Jeff usually asks that during the reunion. But that's usually like if Aubrey had gone out instead of Sydney or like if she, it's usually like the, a final four situation. I guess it's more in the sense that if Aubrey had won the final immunity and then gotten to choose who she went with and mm-hmm. then lost, then he asked the question of, if you had taken Sydney instead of Michelle, right. would you have won then? Let's see a raise of yeah. hands. I also think that that's not, uh, as as they would say over at uh, Rob Has a Podcast, I don't think that's, that's canon um, in that... A person's because they're in this case they he would be asking a year after they made their votes. A lot can change mentally in a year. Not canon, and, and just to further explain that, that like not really accurate. Yeah. Who knows? By a quick raise of hands at a live show, yeah, they've you're had not a, in the moment. They've anymore, had a year to think about, even it. if they've had six months. Yeah, right. So, um, so that's useless information anyway. But if they had gotten Michelle out then instead of Jason, maybe things would have been different. If she yeah. had won the last immunity. No, oh, if she'd won the last. Yeah. yeah. Michelle would have been Sydney. gone. It would have been Sydney who clearly was hated, was hated. Ty wasn't going to get and any hate, votes. Ty was she could have gotten a nine to zero yeah. thing if Michelle had not won. Yep. You know, and it was just. Do you think she could have won if she had won the last reward and been able to get rid of Scott and kept Neil there and kept Neil That's Maybe. tighter but we have no idea how much Scott and Jason as a terrible duo were doing in those 24 hours. So would Jason have done as much if Scott had been sequestered from him? Probably not with the added bonus of Neil. It just it helps to have an advocate, you know, and so she would Joe's have probably Debbie, not much of an advocate. Joe and Neil. Neil. Yeah. And Michelle. Neil's a talker who's been talking the whole time and has been commenting on things. And so I feel like, don't get me wrong, I think Michelle was right to take him out instead of Joe or something like that. Yeah. Um, because Neil would have made a last minute play and certainly during his jury thing would have, he would have done what Scott did only for Aubrey and maybe it would have made a difference. Let's just talk about this whole twist on the game because the first time it's ever happened. Yes. We were watching it going, who cares? Aubrey's going to win anyway. Yeah. This is a non-entity. Yeah. And it wasn't until Michelle went back to camp and asked Ty about it and asked Aubrey about it that I started to realize the power that it could hold mm-hmm. and obviously did for her, that it really is a major tool because you are not only taking a vote, a non-vote for you away, you're taking a vote for someone else away, yeah. and you're taking away an advocate. Yeah. Taking out Joe would have been ridiculous because yeah. he's not talking to anyone about that stuff. Yeah. I mean, Dev, he is, he, it turns out he is incredibly well liked and that's fine, but he's not going to do. Oh, what? Joe, Joe on Ponderosa is my new best friend. Yeah, I dog. don't know where that Joe was during the game, but I just want to watch him on Ponderosa all day long. Yeah. But he wasn't talking about who should win. Right. He was just chummy and nice. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I would not mind seeing that twist again, except I feel like that's not a thing you could do every season because then people would just come to expect it and try to think like, okay, who, which one would I get at? Okay, I got to win this final reward because it's probably the jury reward. I feel like it's something you need to throw in there every once in a while. And they clearly didn't do it on the next season, right. season 31. Right. Um, quite possibly because they, you know, maybe they thought, well... <laughs> Maybe two reasons. One is, oh, this jury thing, uh, this jury thing resulted in Michelle winning. Uh, we don't want that again. Um, A, yeah, terrible winner. B, you don't want to get rid of an all star. Exactly. That's exactly. silly. But I would not be surprised. People definitely had a, uh, people online definitely had a big reaction to it. Uh, in a good way or a bad way? Mostly good. Okay. Saying like, this is a good twist. This is actually a lot of fun. And Michelle did it well. Um, so I, I could see it showing back up maybe in a season or two, maybe even in the next season. Um, and it made for, and that's the thing. Had you and I had any idea that it was going to be as close as it was, like you and I just thought like, oh, okay, so Aubrey get, you know, mo- loses one vote. That's a bummer. She's still going to win. Like we just assumed. 
So that, that final reward was not that big of a deal to us. Right. Turns out it should have been uh, the, the reward challenge where it was so it close. Could have been. Could have been what? A big deal. We still don't know if she would have won. We don't, but you come to realize, oh, Aubrey needed all the help she could get. Yeah. And Neil would have been a big help. I think it was very deceptive to watch the fire making challenge because I thought they were rooting for Aubrey and it turns out they were just rooting against Sydney. Very much so. More so than I even thought. I didn't get it. Yeah. So it was... Uh, I just was really a- didn't want to believe that they were that small and vindictive and emotional. And what, but what did Aubrey, I mean, it's one thing if they simply freaking question and maybe they just thought like, oh, well, Michelle didn't never turned on us and never worked against us. And she played pretty well at the end. So let's just go with her. But she voted with all of those girls at every turn to get them out. Yeah, it's. Or she was kept in the dark only because she was besties with their little minion, Julia. Either way. You're either a terrible player because you were left in the dark because you would have gone and told your bestie about it, or you you voted with them. So yeah. either way, you were just as much a culprit in them getting out as Aubrey was. Yeah, I'm trying. Like I'm really trying to think of it from their point of view, and I can't get there. And you know, petulance is the only word. There are times when I will look at. You know, the person that I wanted to win didn't win and I get like really upset about it. But then I was like, okay, I'm, no, I'm upset because it's just my, that was my person, but they probably didn't deserve, you know, in Heroes Villains, I definitely don't think Sandra should have won. Russell's my guy, but he shouldn't have won. Parvati should have won. Like, you know, that to me. That's why that's a double whammy upset. Yeah. And then, but then there's. Russell's first season, who even though I absolutely think he should have won that season, Natalie did play a very, very good game, um, and he actively alienated people. That's the other thing. So, Upon a second and third rewatch, I'm okay with Natalie winning. Yeah, I'm, I've made my peace with it. Let's put it that way. The fact that he's gotten to Final Tribal two times and not won, though, is utter crap. Yeah. Um. But, that, but this is not a situation. But I can still see he he bullied people. He was mean. Sure. Aubrey Aubrey's wasn't. Not. She's not Russell. No. At all. Um, yeah. And you know what? What really bums me out? And you and I talked about it is that like, I think there's no question she'll be back. And she's the type of player that could make it to the end. But it's so much work to make it to the end. She already did it once. She made it to the end with a winning game and they didn't let her win. Like it bothers me so much. And it's not like Cochrane. I don't think that she'll just ease into the final three and win the second time. If she's on an all-star season with the right all-stars and everybody's targeting one another and she's just kind of hanging out there because she's not. Which is what Cochrane did. Yeah. He kept shields like Dawn. And Philip for a while. And then Malcolm being there was for him great. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and so if she, I feel like anybody who's going to be in an all-star season with Aubrey is going to take a lot of the heat and she won't be a target until probably about halfway through the merge. I think anyone who goes into an all-star season just needs to look at Jeremy's game and replicate it. Shields are huge. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, but I definitely think she will be back that like there was enough frustration on the part of the, the viewers that I think, I think, uh, the producers would be like, okay, she definitely needs to come back. Um, so I'm trying to think if there's any, you know, I was sorry to see Sydney go, although it's very clear she was not going to be winning at the end. Um, yeah, so but I not. like Sydney. I like her so much. I, her, she, I would really like to see back because she was too. also good TV. Yep. Yep. Um, and just, uh, for her to go out the way she did, it's not like it's a sad loss or anything like that, but you know, it's two to two. And I, I am surprised though that neither Ty nor Michelle changed their vote. I guess neither of them were in danger. Michelle at that point was adamant that he, she was like, Ty just gave Aubrey a million dollars. Even she thought Michelle or even she thought Aubrey would win. Yeah. That is how effed up this is. Yeah. So, of course, she's not going to change her vote. 
and just keep Aubrey because she thinks that's handing her a million bucks. That's true. It's just like, well, maybe Sydney will beat her in the fire making challenge. Let's do it. And I don't think Ty, I don't think he had the ability to play on that level of if I do this, people will vote this way. If I do that, people will vote this way. So let's, he didn't uh, have a chance either way either. And let's talk about Ty because a lot of people really love him. And what's her name? CEO. Sia. Sia. Yeah. This is how much I don't know who this person is and how much her uh, theatrics bothered me. Uh, I don't understand why she's doing this thing where her face is covered. It's off-putting to me. I, I That's appreciate fine, her sentiment. That's fine, but if you're sentiment. a celebrity who's being followed around by the paparazzi 24-7, like, I don't think that she's photographed the way other people are because she just makes any effort possible to hide her face. I guess that's Those true. Those photos but, don't sell. But if I, yeah, I suppose. If I see somebody looking like that walking down the street, it's like, I bet that's... She doesn't wear that every day. I was looking at some album covers of hers. Mm-hmm. Have you listened to her music? I know one song. Okay. Is it good? It's very, very good. Okay. She's amazing. Do you think I would like her? I have no idea. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. Part of me just feels like, hey, it's the price of fame. Live with it. But that's mean of me. Um, it is, especially when you can afford cool doodads like that. So you can pay for the price of anonymity. Cool doodads? Cool doodads. Um, At first I was like, are you just trying to be Lady Gaga? But no, I realized like... She's doing her I own thing. I think she does. Yeah, she's doing her own thing. And I think she does that consistently. I don't know a lot about her either. She did sing on Dancing with the Stars and she never once showed her face. She was a silhouette behind a curtain during okay. the dancing. So I think that she purposefully doesn't. Okay. Because that's the thing. I had no clue. This is the first I've ever heard of her. It's sort of like this. It's like when Michael Jackson hung his kid off the side of a balcony covered in in something so you couldn't see the kid's face. Mm -hmm. It's just trying to protect yourself from the paparazzi. Fair enough. In a very, very less creepy, horrible way. And it could be kind of a situation where it's like, Hey, I don't, I want this to be about my music, not necessarily about me. Right. You know? So, and in music that, is all I think about... she's totally missing the mark because Taylor Swift is huge for sharing her personal life on online. Yeah. Well, it's not the, that's not the show we're doing. Uh, but I myself was just like, I saw this happen. I was like, what is this? And who is this person? Are they going to like... Clearly, Jeff was thinking the same thing. Yeah. And that is where this failed. Sia didn't fail. Yeah, no, no. The producers and Jeff failed. Yeah, it seemed... I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, Jeff's like excitement and being like flabbergasted is kind of fun to watch. It's like, But not. someone just, needs to know yeah. that this is going to happen. That was um, not excitement. That was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. What do I do? What do I do? What do yeah. I do? That was just panic. Yeah. You hear people, somebody yelling from the audience, you know, and it turned out to be a really nice moment, a really nice sentiment. But anyway... All this turned. All this came about because uh, I wanted to talk about Ty, who, regardless of what uh, Sia might think, uh, he was fun to watch, and he's a perfectly nice person, and I appreciate his love for animals. But at the same time, he's not that good of a player, and I'm sure they'll have him back. But to me, he's like Keith. He's a guy who is fun to watch on TV, but not that good of a player. Keith has redeemed himself, himself in my eyes. Okay, and uh, he was invited back, so. I know. and But America voted him back. Yeah, I, but, didn't, I didn't vote for him. Okay, but they had, you know, the sense to sort of put him up for votes in the first place. So really, yeah, Survivor yeah. put him back on. And yeah, I mean, they knew who he was He was a delight to watch the second time around as well. And Ty was delightful to watch. So... I find myself wondering if he's going to learn anything. No. From the set. Because I don't think so. Because I think he got enough people saying, like, don't change. You're great. And she's like, no, you need to change a little bit. Keith learned enough not to, you know, out plans at tribal. Yes. I think Ty will probably be a better tribal council participant. I think that is what he will learn. I don't know. Theoretically, he should have gotten better over the course of the season. And I don't think he did. I think if you have time to reflect, I think when you're in it, that's hard. Yeah, that's true. Um, he's not, he's not, uh, not great at reunions though. I'll say that mother he's clearly didn't a year wasn't enough time to reflect on how you appear on TV because you have 
this I consider to be another producer fail. You have got to prep your survivors to give short, pithy answers. Pre-give them the questions. Why are they not in the green room coming up with two-sentence answers? Why are there not professional coaches back there? Because the reunion is something that I normally really enjoy, and this one was horrible on so many levels. First of all, they announced the wrong winner. Second, it was just off the rails at all times. Like, literal train wreck. Yuck. I never enjoy the reunion because, to me, it's just a bunch of people who now they've got, like, an audience of people that they're talking to. They're talking to Jeff. They're trying to say, you know, this might be the last moment they're ever on TV, so they want to make sure they say something memorable, but they have to try and say it pithy. And you just see like the, and then Debbie there's the was pressure off the on. rails. Ty was off the rails. Some old aunt clearly from the Midwest mauled Jeff mid yeah. botched handing over of the million dollar check. That was all a hot mess. He completely alienated Drew Carey. Sia took over. It, it was just awful. Maybe the question is this. Maybe Jeff's not the person to be hosting this. Well, he didn't I mean, the he, first time. I know. I mean, he obviously should because he's the face he of the should. show. But he's not great at it. I think he's been better in the past. No question. But even when we, you and I saw it live, he looked nervous. Yeah. Yeah, he just, I don't know, for whatever reason, maybe it's just that, like, he, and as you and I have talked about, like, when he's hosting the show, when he's, you know, there on the island and he's, and he's doing the, the, he's very much in a power position. He's in total control and he knows the drill. Here's what I wonder is if maybe they shouldn't announce, film it, announce it, record the whole thing for an hour and then cut it down. As you go, like someone could be editing the first 15 minutes while you're filming the second 15 minutes. Like you could air it then right after, but there's a little bit of control to cut out the off the rails moments. And I think one thing that has bothered me consistently over the course of the uh, reunions is that they keep coming up with very, with like little not necessarily bits, but they come up with with little things to do. Like, oh, let's talk to this person in the audience. Let's, now, talking to Doctor Joe, that made sense, yes. and I'm I'm, I'm fine with that. Um, I am and I'm not. Like Sydney didn't talk. You can't bring a stool up on stage for Doctor Joe. Like, why are you going out into the audience? Because yeah. that is what encourages crazies like Sia yeah. to just shout out that like this this isn't group participation. I have ever since I was a kid. Uh, and I would watch like David Letterman with my parents and he would occasionally go out into the, into the audience. I would leave the room cause I'm like, they're not professionals and I'm, I don't want to know what they have to say. And I don't want to see that, you know, there's only one person that should ever work in audience. That's Jimmy Pardo <laughs> because he will shut them down if they decide they want to be part of the bit. You just don't know what regular people going to do. That woman mauled Jeff yeah. because she was so excited that yeah. her. I'm guessing that it's like an aunt that her niece just won. Yeah. Fine. Go hug your niece. He's trying to do weird, you know, it's like he's reporting the news while it's happening right in front of him, but then he gets sucked into the tornado and becomes the news. Yeah. It's it not just, well done. It's it's always so chaotic and just, uh, it's just, uh, it just stresses me out. I literally, if I go to Comic-Con, uh, and I go to a panel when it comes time for Q and a, I leave that's even organized, but I'm like, I don't want the audience involved. A, that's not organized. B, it can be good. C, that is crowd participation. D, like I understand hitting on different points of the show, talking about to Caleb, talking about the medevacs, sure, talking about Ty and the chicken, but do it in a structured way. It was just mad chaos. I'm just, it feels like with every passing season, they talk to fewer and fewer people at the reunion. They do. I feel like they talk to to like four or five people. At least two or or three times. Both times Jeff had to cut him off. Yeah. That was ridiculous. And, but I mean, going back to Ty, he was a train wreck at the reunion, but that's a feat, man, to keep a chicken alive. Like, sure. 
we are well-fed people, and I would totally cut up that chicken if I were hungry, and we have never starved like no. that. You know, like Reed has literally said, you are literally starving. Mm-hmm. Your body is literally eating itself. When there is no chicken breast to eat, your body is eating its own muscle. No. I think How it's... How did he do that? Well, I think if you do it long enough, <clears throat> I think it becomes an extension of you. If you become someone who's like, let's kill the chicken. Well, you're now alienating Ty, and yeah. he is a likable guy. If He's so- also in a power position yeah. for a lot of it in the second if a, half. If a jerk really wanted to keep the chicken around, people are like, let's kill the chicken just to spite him. You know? But when it's somebody that everyone likes and someone who has an idol, someone who has an advantage, yeah. this is not someone that you want to get on the wrong side of. Not only individually, but... Just as a, then you have a, again, peer pressure group mentality. If you're the one to say, let's kill a chicken, then you're like the dick. Yeah, exactly. It just, I Mark becomes, you know, the, the mascot. And, uh, and I think we were right. I think, I don't remember if we said it on the show earlier in the season, but I we think, didn't, but we said it while watching. Yeah. That Mark was probably, maybe was named after Mark Burnett. And then when they said that, oh, well the other one's well, name I is I knew Jeff. once they ate Jeff that Mark was Mark Burnett. Definitely. But I don't think I knew that the other one was Jeff. Oh, yeah. I didn't know. It was mentioned super quickly. Okay. Yeah. Um, But yeah. So uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that we didn't cover. I don't think so. I think we hit on all the major points. Um, You know, the big point, which is how unsatisfied we are and how maybe angry we are. It was an upset. Yeah. And I am upset. Exactly. Sometimes the upset works in my favor. Not always. Very rarely. Um, Not this time. And, you know, it's so as as I've said before, and I'm sorry to be a shill for it, but it's actually something I enjoy quite a bit. So I'm not selling out or anything. But uh, but Rob Sessionino does have this thing called um, the evolution of strategy where he, he and Josh Wiggler have gone through every single season talking about for about 10 hours about each season. Uh, going through like uh, basically recapping it in retrospect and recap is a strong word for 10 to 12 hours of material but if you're going episode by if you're literally going one episode after another then 10 hours is about right sure and then i think it actually is around seven or eight hours for the first five seasons and then he talks about his and understandably he goes into a lot more detail yeah he's got a lot more detail so that jumped up to like 13 and then it kind of stayed up there for every season after that got warmed up um so is he caught up oh yeah okay basically what you do is you spend uh i is it 10 or 20 dollars? i think it might be 20 dollars actually per 10 seasons um oh that's a deal it is a deal. It's a lot of. That's a lot of content. It sure is. It is. Kept I guess me... the flip side of that is that you do likely need to be paying for the CBS app to watch the season. That's true. Yes. Um, but uh, which is five dollars or seven? I think it's seven dollars a, a month. But one thing that he does that I really like, and it's actually the high for me, the highlight of every uh, of every recap. Um, he will rank the winners. Mm. And so what with every new winner, he will go go through the current ranking and see where they fall and then he will give a reason for that. Um and as you know, I like lists and I like ranking things, so it's fun to see how he ranks winners. And has um, he already ranked Michelle? No, because and he hasn't ranked Jeremy either because I I think he's saving that for the next, you know, he'll do another round in in 5 in 5 years. Um, I guess I'm not following. I, I asked if he was caught up. Well, for evolution, evolution of strategy, no, because they do that for every, they package 10 seasons together. Well, we're only two into the next section. I see. So I think in about, I guess at this point, four years, I think he'll do another round and review seasons 31, 32, and 33 in retrospect, because he's been, he's been recapping throughout the season. Sure. But in that moment, you're only talking about uh, how you feel right now. But the thing about looking back. And he purposefully does it retrospectively. He goes yes. back and watches the season a long time from when it originally aired to gain yes. some distance. Yes. Okay. And that way you can know like, oh, this person won. So I can look at it in the context of the season, but I also can look at it in the context of the series. So he's through season 30. Yes. Got it. Um. And so, 
I find myself in thinking about like, okay, well, I think when the time comes, I think he's going to rank Jeremy's game very high and he should don't know about Michelle's game. I feel like in the 32 winners, you know, so far I could see her ranking in the bottom 20, sorry, like in the bottom 10. Um, yeah. Or maybe not. I don't know. It's, uh, it's hard to say, but, uh, but I do think that she is a fairly weak winner, especially when you see the obvious winner sitting right there next to her. I mean, if Aubrey had won on this, Aubrey looked really upset. Yeah, sure. I, like, Can you imagine waiting a year to solidify, like to completely fi- find out? She probably had an inkling is what I'm saying, but to just for sure find out that you did not win. I think she probably had an inkling that's like, all right, Michelle is my competition here. She'll, I'm sure she thought, okay, Michelle will probably get a few votes. It'll, it might be close, but I think I've got it. That's the thing is it doesn't happen that often that the second place winner um, or, you know, the second place finisher thinks they're going to win. And then it is. I don't think she thought she would. She looked pretty defeated from the beginning of the reunion show, I guess is what I'm saying. I guess so. But I think she's smart enough to run those numbers and see how it went. Also, you know, Jeff walks away with the votes. And what happens in reality is that they all stand up, hug, and go to Ponderosa together. Mm -hmm. You're not going to tell me that you're not going to figure it out by just chatting with people that night. Yes, probably. And it's entirely possible that she saw, again... Scott's applause and she just kind of took the temperature of the yeah. questioning. And so for the last exactly. year, it's like, all right, let's hurry up and get this loss over with. Yeah. That's um, what I think. Yeah. But it's, yeah, I do feel bad for her just because she is, cause if she won, people would have said she's one of the better winners. And I would agree. Yep. Um, and, but she didn't win. It's, it's, she's up there with now, admittedly Rob, C did not make it to the absolute end, but there's that idea of the best people to play that have not won. And I think she's up there. I think she's a very, very good player. Definitely. Like the, basically the people that were they to make it to the end would have won. It's interesting because she did and she didn't. I think Rob Sestranino going out at three is one of the couple of reasons why they probably went from a final two to a final three so that the right person would have a chance to win. And then you just see this season squandered and you realize like as a producer, there's only so much I can do to help you guys pick the right winner. And you guys are ruining it no matter what. Yeah. And it's, and yeah, we didn't mention this, but this is something that I didn't think much about until I was reading Twitter comments and blog comments, which is, Going into this season, they played up the medevacs, and understandably so. Oh, yeah. This is a good point you made. They played up the medevacs. They didn't really play up the season itself. And when you realize, like, they held this season for a while, ugh, it's just... We went into it thinking it was going to be bad. Yeah. And then Jeff himself, like, in giving interviews, he he focused on the medevacs. He didn't focus on, like, how good this cast was. And it's like, oh, I've seen him do this before. I've seen him, like, hedge. And I've seen so the season. Sometimes that you've follows. seen Jeff go, This is a great season, folks. Yeah. You've got to tune in. And he wasn't doing that. Yeah. And other times it's this this is one of the hardest seasons. Like, okay, that's not the same as it being mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. That's you latching on to something. And I remember, and a lot of uh, you and I thought this going through the whole season, which is why is he not championing this season? Yes, there's the medevacs, but this is a great cast. Yeah. You know, even the people that I don't like, it gives me it, make it great. I'm invested mm-hmm. in watching them fail. Um, and so you just wonder, like, why is he not talking about how great the season is? Why is he only focusing on this one part? And then once the winner is announced, everything falls into place. And you realize, like, oh, because they didn't want to hype up a season with a forgettable winner. Um, exactly. Yeah. Quickly going back to Metavax. Okay. Something Sydney says in her Ponderosa is really, really fascinating to me. Okay. She was like, I didn't deal with infection or anything like that because I had good personal hygiene going into this. Mm-hmm. And some of these folks had disgusting habits and that's what led to them like getting infections and stuff. Did she say hygiene or was she talking about good uh, habits? 
What's she the had. difference? Well, one is that like I I eat well, so the absence of like processed, you know, like she made fake it seem food. like bodily habits. Oh, okay, all right. See, I took it as she has good eating habits. She eats natural and healthy anyway, so now she's in a position where either way, personal hygiene or what you ate has nothing to do with the fact that one nick or scrape or cut got brutally infected. Yeah. So it was just really fascinating. Like, what what didn't they show? What were these survivors doing that made them all get cut up? Yeah. She does, like, when you look at everybody at the end of the season and then you look at her, she looks in pretty pristine condition which she also says on ponderosa but it's like dude every person was inviting you along to every single reward challenge yeah yeah you look pretty good there's that yeah but yeah and she still looks super toned and fit by the end she did look it however she did lose 20 something pounds yeah and that meant 20 something pounds <coughs> of muscle she did yeah, not she didn't have, have a lot of fat, fat to, lose. to begin with That is one thing I will say that I am always 100% disappointed in with the final three is that they get to look in a mirror and step on a scale out at camp, but no one ever tells us how much weight they all lost. That is one of the most fun parts of Ponderosa for me. And I really wanted to see how much they lost. Like Aubrey looked really thin by the end. At the least, just flash the number. Just flash the number up at the bottom. Do a little uh, interview. A little. Why am I blanking? Confessional. A little confessional. I lost twenty three pounds. That's amazing. Day thirty nine, twenty three pounds. Whatever. It takes a millisecond. Just do it for each one of those three people. I do wonder. Bugs me. I don't know how many people are as interested in it as you. I enjoy it. <laughs> Probably no one, but I don't care. But I think I actually This would is my prefer, show, so I get to say that. I would prefer the visual of, the, I like before and after, which we don't see even on Ponderosa, but I feel no. like, you know, usually it's, you see people at the reunion and you're like, oh, right, that's what they look like in life. There are people who look entirely not different. Even, no, not even realistic though, because we can judge based on Reed. Reed was a fit person he is a dancer by Mm -hmm. trade so he needed to have a fit body going into it and then he lost oh i don't remember how much on the show a bunch 20 to 30 pounds somewhere in there then he gained 40 pounds of fat yeah so then if if he had been on his reunion immediately after gaining that fat he would not look like himself he like went into yeah, hiding and then started brutally working out again to like get back to a dancer body again. I remember seeing uh, the reunion for Russell's first season because mm-hmm. he had lost a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking like, wow, he looks, he still looks really good. He kept it all off. Well, what I didn't know is that he'd gone, he'd been Kinda in real life seasons. for two weeks and then just went right back out and lost all of it, you know, even more. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, but then there, yeah, I remember... Mick was in mm-hmm. Russell's season and he got like super skinny. And then when I saw him at the arena, I'm like, wait, who is that? Like it, it looked like a completely different person. It was yeah. very, it was crazy. But, um, so these are some of, Oh, and I will reiterate before we end that if you have not gone and watched these Ponderosas, I'm telling you, not only are they informative, they're incredibly well-made. I'm a film critic. These are good little short films. So Tyler thinks there should be Emmys for these. Right. And I know that there are like Webby awards and stuff like that, but I don't know if these types of things qualify, but they should because they they are really well made. They have not stepped it up a notch. They have stepped it up 15. They are really good. They stepped it up to the point. It doesn't even feel like it's the same thing. No. It's like they have different goals. Like they're trying to capture the essence of the person that just went out as opposed to Oh, here's a bunch of stuff that happened when they left. Here's the quintessential CBS problem, though. Okay. They cannot, they cannot help but screw up their internet presence. I don't know who they're hiring. CBS, go hire Julia or people her age who understand this thing called the internet because you guys suck at it. But because, you know, when the internet first came along and they would show 
the page for Survivor yeah. and you wanted to go watch the episode, the person's face would be crossed out at the top of the page before you could even load. Like yeah. that's how stupid they were in giving away who got voted out that night. They've obviously improved a bit since then. Each Ponderosa st- starts this season with um, the logo, first of mm-hmm. all, not the person's face, like every single season yeah. before. And it says, spoiler alert, in the title. However, we had to go find it on YouTube every single week. So CBS, if you want people to go to CBS.com, maybe you should have your Ponderosas up and ready. Yeah. It's like they can only figure out so much at, at one time. This is and I'm sure part of them are like, well, which time zone? Eastern. Just no. go with Eastern so Eastern. that anybody who wants to watch it, it is ready for them when they want to watch it. But as far as far as the YouTube, as far as I can tell, it pops up a couple minutes after the show ends Pacific time. Yeah. That's how terrible that is. Yeah. If I'm on Eastern, I was like, hey, guys, they're not going to stay up till midnight. <laughs> midnight. That's when that pops up. Yeah. That's midnight true. Eastern. Yeah. And it's like. That would be uh, guys, the next day, folks. It's like your CBS. Your audience goes to bed by and large around nine thirty. <laughs> so, anyway, okay, except for us, <laughs> apparently. Uh, so, anyway, okay. Well, that is it. Next week, here's what we're going to be doing. We are recording. We're recording next week. Tune in one last time. We're going to be talking about the, and they talked about it on the reunion. The Price, the CBS reality show Prices Right Week. That's probably not what they call it. Uh, and we're not going to be talking about the whole week. We're right. Talking we're talking about, about Monday night. Yes. We will also be watching uh, Friday night, I believe, which is uh, Amazing Race. Wednesday night. That's Wednesday night. Okay. Um, so, but we're not going to be recording about that because no. this is not an Amazing Race Survivor. show. Uh, yeah. So, so we'll Monday, be talking about that. CBS, 8, 7 Central. Very impressive. Look at you. Right? Yeah. Is the Price is Right Survivor Edition. Yeah. Watch it. And be it looks, entertained. And then we are going to talk about that as well as... As player legacies. Now, this is... From thing, this season. From this season. This is something we did last season, and it made sense to do because it's how did the person do from last time to this time. This, we're simply going by what they did this season and it gives us an opportunity to look back over the course of the season and see who we remember and we and speculate on how they will be remembered. Yeah, top shelf, I got nothing. Don't even know who those people were. I've I have some pretty solid memories for those top shelf people. Woman with the bugger in her in her ear who went completely insane. You literally just said woman with the bug in her ear. What's her even name? Jenny. Okay. Would you know that if it wasn't mine? Yeah, probably. Who was the girl on the end next to Alicia? Oh, that I don't know. See? Top no. shelf. But, Ali- but Alicia. <laughs> okay. You just said Alicia. Darnell. Like, there is... That that does does speak to, like, how good this season is. It does, but we're or also... could be. We're also looking at each other like we're impressed that we remembered their mere name. You know? Like, oh, do we have any gameplay to talk about? No. Don't get me wrong. Uh, we're going to probably fly through the first uh, eight people. But maybe not. Um, oh no, we're, we're skipping them. Well, we'll have to talk about this off air because I don't agree. I don't mean like every single person, but like Darnell, check, no legacy. Jenny, check, no legacy. Hmm. We have different definitions of legacy. Jenny, crazy. Legacy. I thought we were just talking about like, are these potential comeback players? Could they be on again? Oh, oh, uh, if we're thinking along those lines, then yeah, there are probably a couple that will be like, yeah, I don't really remember who they are. And I don't think anybody else does either. But you never know. Like, I don't think people would have immediately said Kelly Wentworth deserves to come back. I think Jenny is only top shot. Well, we're already getting into the Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's for next week. Nope. No spoilers. Mm -mm. Um, So yeah, uh, thank you, everybody for listening to this episode. You're welcome to uh, tweet questions and comments at us you can uh email me tyler at battleship thank you philip lopez yes thank you very much philip i appreciate it you've you've been very uh responsive this season i appreciate it uh and you can like us on facebook as well in the meantime we will see you next week as for the rest of you got nothing for you grab your stuff head back to camp bye bye